Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Philstar.com takes down a 17-year-old article on businessman Wilfredo King. King is the man who sued Rappler for cyber libel, leading to the arrest of Maria Reza last week. Is this proof of the chilling effect media advocates are warning about? President Duterte signs the rice tarification bill into law. The hope is that this will benefit consumers as rice prices will likely go down. But some say this will kill Filipino farmers. China and India are making the world greener. But new research says green is a relative term. When is greener not necessarily better? Yan po ang headlines. I'm Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Philstar.com, a sister company of the Philippine Star newspaper, has taken down a 17-year-old article. That old article referred to businessman Wilfredo King as the suspect in the killing of a Manila counselor. The same article was cited in the 2012 story by Rappler, which is now the basis for King's cyber libel case against Rappler CEO Maria Reza. Philstar.com says they removed the article after King's camp raised the possibility of legal action. To quote Philstar.com, quote, Although laws are not supposed to be applied retroactively, the scope and bounds of the Cybercrime Prevention Act of 2012 are still unexplored. Unquote. One of the unexplored concepts here is a legal theory put forth by King and the Department of Justice. That concept or theory is called continuous publication. We discussed that notion with Ted Te, ex-Supreme Court spokesman, now back teaching at the UP College of Law, and we talked to Te about the implications of Rappler's cyber libel case. Te says that should that concept of continuous publication be upheld by the Supreme Court, it will have wide implications for other media groups. It could indeed have a chilling effect, as some media advocates now say is immediately being proven by Philstar.com's takedown of its own article. Remember, the Rappler article was published before the Cyber Crime Prevention Act was signed into law, and the Philstar.com story was published 10 years before that. Here's part of our discussion with Ted Te. This all revolves around prescriptive period, no? that you have a limited time to make a complaint. If this concept of continuing publication passes the courts, that does, doesn't that essentially mean that there is no time limit for any potential libel case in the future? Yes, that would be an implication, that there would, there would be virtually no prescriptive period for, for libel or cyber libel. Doesn't that, uh, couldn't that then be taken by people with whatever interest? 
to basically dig through the past and dig through the internet, just looking for, you know, other stories that they could dig up. In other words, might this not lead to a witch hunt? Yes, that's very possible. If the theory holds, if the theory of the prosecution in the Rappler case holds, then yes, it could lead people to dig up old posts, try to file cases because there's virtually no prescriptive period, argue that it's been continually there, and so hope for a, prosec hope for a conviction on that ground. Just as the bill was about to lapse into law last Friday, the palace confirmed that President Rodrigo Duterte has signed the rice tarification bill into law. The law intends to liberalize rice imports. A flood of imported rice should stabilize and in fact bring down prices of the commodity. A win for Filipino consumers. But Filipino farmers are against tarification. They say they cannot compete with cheaper rice from countries like Thailand and Vietnam. To help us understand this issue better, our correspondent Janina Magundayao is here with me. Janina, what exactly will happen once this new law is implemented? Robbie, basically the law is changing our import protection mechanism. So kung dati nililimitahan natin yung dami or quantity of rice na pumapasok sa Pilipinas, now we're practically opening up the market. Private traders can now import as much rice as they want, provided that they pay the 40% tariff on the commodity. That means that if rice is cheap abroad and traders import it in the Philippines, the market price of imported rice might even be lower than the locally produced ones. So in that sense, it will help the government make rice more affordable to Filipinos, but at the cost of local farmers. Yes, that's one of the main points of this law. But the tariffs imposed on imported rice are also supposed to help local farmers improve their trade, correct? Um, that's true, Robbie, at least on paper. Tariff proceeds will be reinvested in local farmers in the form of constructing mass irrigation facilities for them, and that would help lower their cost of producing rice. Part of the collection will also be used to build more rice storage facilities and to conduct research into rice production. Government says it should benefit farmers eventually. So government is saying, yes, you will have to compete. Pero ganito na lang. We will help you compete. Susuporta natin ng farmers with more irrigation and more help sa farm inputs like fertilizers and pesticides. But there's one more thing that they're worried about. The rice tarification law effectively abolishes the NFA or the National Food Authority. Dati kasi it's the NFA that dictates how much rice will be imported. Now, that's not needed. And with the NFA gone, wala na ring sure buyers ang local farmers sa kanilang bigas. With this tarification law, we're effectively at the mercy of market forces. If rice prices in the global markets rise, tataas rin yung presyo ng bigas dito plus tariff pa. If may shortage of rice abroad, there's no guarantee that we can import enough rice to feed our people and at the price point that they can buy. So we'll see how it goes. Maraming salamat, Janina Magundayaw. New research says the earth is getting greener, literally. A study published by Boston University points to China and India as leaders in the planet's regreening. Researchers use remote sensing data and Earth system models to study the Earth's green leaf area, and they found that these green areas have in fact grown over the past decades. Now, greener is better, right? The researchers say, actually, it depends. The good news is China and India are investing heavily in reforestation efforts. China has an ongoing reforestation campaign that aims to plant trees on 16 million acres of land. 
in India. A world record was set in 2016 after 50 million trees were planted in 24 hours. The same study, however, also points out that intensive agriculture is also a big driver in the greening of China and India. The two countries make up over a third of the world's population, and in order to survive and feed their people, China and India have turned to intensive cultivation of crops. The not-so-good news is greening from agriculture does not have the same effect as greening from reforestation. Carbon absorbed by crops is quickly released back into the atmosphere. Farming also comes with other environmental issues. Here is environmental scientist Jonathan Foley talking about the negative impacts of agriculture. But it turns out agriculture is one of the biggest emitters of greenhouse gases, too. If you look at carbon dioxide from uh, burning tropical rainforest, or methane coming from cows and rice, or nitrous oxide from too many fertilizers, it turns out agriculture is 30% of the greenhouse gases going into the atmosphere from human activity. That's more than all our transportation, it's more than all our electricity, it's more than all other manufacturing, in fact. It's the single largest uh, emitter of greenhouse gases of any human activity in the world. Before we let you go, here are some things you need to know. Miss Universe, the Philippines' own Catriona Gray, is coming home from New York this week. Her homecoming parade will be held on Friday, February 22. Now, you may or may not care about a Miss Universe parade, but no doubt you care about traffic. So, note, Miss Universe will be passing by the Sofitel grounds, Vicente Soto Street, Roas Boulevard, Calo Avenue in Manila, Taft Avenue, Buendia, and Ayala Avenue, so expect heavy traffic and road closures around those areas. On Saturday, Catriona will also be at the Smart Araneta Coliseum in Cubao. Measles cases in the Philippines have now reached the 7,000 mark. Deaths from the disease have also reached 115. The national capital region still has the highest incidence of measles at 1,700 cases and 32 deaths. Our health officials are calling for volunteers. One easy way to sign up, call the Philippine Red Cross, especially if you're a doctor or a nurse or any kind of medical professional. They have an ongoing campaign to augment DOH efforts. Look for the Red Cross page on Facebook. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd also like to hear from you. Message us with your comments, what you like, what you don't like, and we will try to keep improving. Maraming salamat. 
Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.